It's happy hour from Uptown New Orleans at the Columns Hotel, 3811 St. Charles Avenue. It's happy hour again. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. My special guests this week are Jessica Roloff, who is the community manager of Yelp NOLA. Is that correct? That is correct. I have that right. And Lee Stafford, otherwise known as Locavore Lee, the organizer of the Local Food Challenge. Hello. Pleased to meet you. And Caleb Guillard, the former frontman and real rock star of New Orleans from Dead Eye Dick. How are you doing, Grant? Do you like people saying that, or is that like the worst thing I could say? No, no, I have no problem with it. It's okay, cool. So I just hate to start off with an insult. No, no. And on our piano is the fabulous Mitch Foreman, leader of the Mitch Foreman Quartet and the band Metro. If I just keep on saying things about him, he'll eventually stop playing and say hello to me. And it's... <laughs> okay. It's happy hour again. Mitch, hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Ah, that is a beautiful introduction today. Very nice. Thank you very much for that. Yes, gorgeous. We're good. What's going on? We just have to have the usual update on the German fusion record. (laughs) The German fusion record, unbelievably, is still going on. Still happening. It's about week 100 now. Okay, we're mixing. Okay. Mitch has been working on the German fusion record for about uh, about 115 episodes of happy hour. It's been and a long time coming. It has well, been. And what about the Sing Along with Mitch album? How's that coming Sing Along out? with Mitch album is really getting close also. That should be, I, I think it's going to be out end of August. Very good. Well, we're looking forward That's to hearing awesome. a track. Maybe we can hear a track from that at some point. And we'll sing. We can sing along. Can sing uh-huh. along. Okay, Mitch, I know you have to leave. Mitch has to go and actually leave us in the middle of the show. Can you believe this is how professional we are here at oh, Happy wow. Hour. So we have to just make as much use of him as we can while he's there. So... Mitch, we'll come back to you in just a moment. First of all, first of all, the reason that we're all here is because the theme of today's show is, if there is ever a theme to these things, but we try to start off with a theme, is local, local, local. Jessica's job is to unite the community virtually through the internet, I suppose, right? And actually to bring people into local businesses. Yelp is a website that connects people with great local businesses. My job is to throw fabulous parties and get people together offline. That's a funny sort of a job, isn't it? Throw fabulous parties. It's an amazing job. How did you get so lucky? Uh, Magic. Really, was it? Mm-hmm. Is it black magic? You did light a candle yeah. and actually, kill a frog? I, I found out about my job. I was I, I tend to keep tabs on job listings in New Orleans, and I was procrastinating on something. I was browsing Craigslist, and I saw that Yelp.com was hiring a community manager in New Orleans, and so I clicked the link and read the job description, and was like, "That's creepy. I feel like it should have my name in it. It described me so perfectly." What was the description? Um. Basically, you walk through walls, you can do anything, you love the city, you yeah. love people. Fabulous. Yeah, basically. That was it. Mm-hmm. And so what did you do? You call up and you say, hey, that's me. How much does it pay? Or what's um, it I actually spent 10 days writing a cover letter. See, I was not looking for a job at the time. I was, I was consulting. I was happy. I was freelancing. But you, What is? What's that? What were you consulting and freelancing? At? I was consulting. I was helping small businesses. I was doing all kinds of marketing, web marketing, search engine optimization. I was doing event management. I was... All kinds of stuff. How do you learn that? That was what you did at Trial and school? error. Did you learn that at school at Tulane? No. I have a master's degree in English. I don't know anything. You I didn't learn anything from you come, where did you come here? <laughs> where did you come here from to go to Tulane at $20,000 a year? didn't learn anything. Uh, I moved here from northern Michigan. Really? Yep. To go to Tulane to do a master's in English? Uh, I was not intending that when I came here, but... You thought you might do something more useful? Like uh, no, no. Was, uh, not necessarily. Just coming to go to school. So how do you go from that to actually learning what search engine optimization is, which I still can't really quite figure out? Um, you read Google's Webmaster Guidelines. They, they lay it all out. They're like, this is what you should do. This is what you should not do. 
And then you go and tell people that you know what you're talking about and they pay you to consult them. I just pretend I know what I'm talking about and I figure it out when they agree to... So that's why I you really had to it. end up being a party organizer because that doesn't really take much effort, does it? Oh, no, not at all. Can anyone no. do that? Pretty much? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pity it's not television. <laughs> I know. I'd have smoke coming out of my head by now. Really? Uh, what, how do you... How do you know what to do? Because I look on this list of Yelp events, and mm-hmm. there's like, how many are there right now? Outstanding this week, Yelp well, events. Well, there are, there are all kinds of events. So Yelp, when it they... It has your name on them, though. Um, some of them do. I'm always looking for cool events to post on Yelp events and put on the radar in the weekly Yelp newsletter that I write for New Orleans. So, I mean, we, we promote local events. We throw parties. Um, Yelp itself throws official events every once a month or so. How's Yelp making any money? Yelp makes money off of advertising. And actually, that is not something I know a whole lot about because there's a separation of church and state between community and advertising at mm-hmm. Yelp. So, so people can't bribe you to put them in the newsletter no. or put them on the website. No, or they try, but no, they can't. How much have you been offered so far? Because it is New Orleans, after all. The cops get twenty-five thousand or something. That's a good question. I haven't. It's. it's I've not been offered money yet. I have. Been what offered, have they been offering you? <laughs> um, free stuff to review their business occasionally. Free stuff. Free stuff, yeah. How much stuff can you have, really? Where do you live? Do you have a little apartment or a big house? I or live, I live um, in an apartment in the Seventh Ward. Which is? Between Mid-City and the French Quarter. I never figured that out. Which ward are you in, Lee? Seeing you're Mr. Local. I don't know which, you have a which farm? ward I'm in. But, um, you, know, you don't know which ward you're in? How long have you been in New Orleans? I've been here since 1984. 84, you haven't figured out which ward you're in yet? No, I don't, okay. I don't know the wards. I've got to learn the wards. The seventh ward is a neighborhood, <laughs> so. Psych ward. Psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lee, you have to talk into the sort of, this bit of the microphone. There yep. you go. Well, right. You'll be good to go. Okay. okay. So, um, where did you come from then when you moved here since 1984? I, I came from Alexandria, and I went to Tulane also. Okay. Tulane Imports, that's what we are. You're both from t- Tulane Imports. Alexandria is not that far away. You had to get it's out of there. You have to move somewhere if you live in Alexandria. Psychologically, right? it's really far away. Yeah, it is. It's only a f- couple of hours up the highway, but it's actually a beautiful little town, isn't it? Yeah, it's brick roads, you know, brick streets. It's an old, and you're small like, town. And you're it's like an big. urban farmer, though, right? No, I'm not. I'm more, more of an organizer than an um, agricultural. So you're like Jessica. Liberal you, arts. You're the, sort Liberal of, arts. you're the vegetable version of Jessica, then. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. Okay, yeah. sort of vegetable Yelp. That's right. That's how I'm a vegetable Yelp. That's you know, vegetarians are Yelpers, too. That's a, is that a T-shirt? Did well, you just come up with that? Um, I didn't just come up with it. It was a while ago. It was a uh, vegetarian issue of New Orleans Weekly Yelp. Okay. So does each, does each vegetarian, does each issue of the Yelp magazine have a theme? It does. It does. What's I, this week's? Um, I Cocktails, I suppose. Uh, we have an upcoming new restaurant roundup. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Do you get to go to eat free at restaurants? Nope. You have to pay for everything. You have a credit card, so you could take us all out after this, right? No. But we could go out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So back to vegetables. What's up yeah. with that? Um, vegetables are good. We yes. like them. Yeah, they're a good thing. They are good. Thanks. Did you been following this thing on uh, going on in Washington D.C. about the debt ceiling? How the whole country's going to hell any day, and 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 we're all going to. It's only a matter of time. The, cra- the whole country's going to crash. You think for real it is just a matter of time? I think that. I don't know. It could be. What's your prediction? <laughs> How long have we got? I, well, I predicted uh, in 2005 that we had 10 years left, maybe. 2005, so that would be 2015. That would be another couple of years to go. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think it could be a good thing. I think we could carve ourselves up into more manageable parts. Yeah. 
Well, they said what I was going to say. Well, who knows if you're right or wrong? Because there, we've, you know, we've heard both strands of this, the argument that the whole country's going to go under now any day. The Canadian dollar is worth more than the U.S. dollar. That's a bad sign right there, right? It's by one cent, but still, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, they've really caught up and passed us now. But what I was going to say was, I heard Obama uh, on television talking about uh, that the the Republicans in Congress have to get on it, and they've got to stop putting this thing off, and they've got to start doing what what they have to do and man up and do it. And the phrase he used to describe it was, it's time to eat our peas. Did you see that, Lee? And I love Eat peas. our peas. That was his, um, I didn't well, see that. I think eat our peas, he said it, Caleb, in a sense. In a that, pejorative sense. Yeah, in a pejorative sense. Exactly yeah. like it's something that nobody really wants to do. And I had, I was actually, I cooked a dinner for, um, among other people, Sue Zamanik, the head chef at Gotro's the other night. And one of the things I got a ton of compliments on was a minty pea uh, dip that everybody pretty minty, much was licking their fingers on. Minty pea dip. People love peas. I thought so, he too. He picked the wrong, if you're going it's, to demonize a vegetable... Delicious. It's old-fashioned to say eat your peas, isn't it? We yeah. used to hate peas when, like, 20 years ago people said that. But We love them now. Now we love peas, right, Lee? That's right, what you're all right, about. Right, right, right. I mean, peas are a coveted thing these days. I think he misspoke. Yeah. I thought so, too. Do we, like, you should be on that, really. It would be a good, like, press release for this, <laughs> for this local vegetable eating. I bet somebody snatched it up and is reviewing Somebody. it. I was surprised that I didn't hear anything about it. So how did you get started? What would t- first of all, tell us a little bit, just to like briefly, what is the local food challenge? Because that's, that's what we're um, all about today. We're local, local, local. The local food movement has been going on for about um, 30 years. And you know, about a year ago in British Vancouver, a couple of people put on a Eat Local Challenge event that the Food Network sponsored, and they made a reality TV show about it. And they did, challenged did, 100 people to eat food within 100 miles for 100 days. Well, do and people, that's how I do learned people about say it. British Vancouver still? BC. Yeah. Is, that B, oh. is that a place? It's, Not, it's a province British, in Canada. Oh, yeah. BC is British Columbia. British yeah. Columbia, yeah. Vancouver in BC. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. so, but isn't, Van, isn't Vancouver like French? No, Vancouver is the city in the capital city of British Columbia. And it's not French? No. No way. It's a far it's, west. Uh, okay. It's more Asian than French. Is it? <laughs> so people say Brit- I've never heard that British. British Vancouver. British Vancouver. Okay. Sorry it's, to interrupt you because that, you know. That's okay. It's got but it is English, right. It's a, um, it is English. It's not a, um, it's a French. Far, right. It's, okay. Right. It's far west. It's, okay. It's what am I? Montreal. Quebec is the province. Yeah. Montreal is what I'm thinking of. Right. Which yeah. is French. Which okay. Sorry about that. That's where the Acadians come Sorry, Canada. That were your families from originally, Caleb? Are your family both of them from France? No, no. They came directly from France. Yeah, my dad's side came from Rennes de la Chateau in the southwestern France, and my mother's side from Paris. Because Guyot is extremely French, still. It is. Yeah. It's not a Cajun French name. It's a Mm -hmm. real French name. How long ago did they did they show up here? Um, Mom's side came in 1729, and Dad's side came in 1763. What were they here to do? Well, my mom's side were a bunch of aristocrats who procreated themselves out of wealth. Um, (laughs) Oops. Um, as a matter of fact, well, the, that's a very nice way of saying it. I yeah, I mean, um, I, were it not for their uh, proclivity in reproducing, I would have probably grown up a wealthy boy. But, <laughs> just but there's too many members of the family. I guess oh, when yeah. you start with the wealth that many generations ago, by the time this oh, and the, it's and split up, they could not um, stop. Uh, Couldn't stop the, doing the ans- it. The ancestors who came had 12 kids, all of whom lived, which was sort of a rarity. You know, usually you made that many children because you lost half right. of them, but they all lived and they all had 
large litters themselves. You come from a family of rabbits. That's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like it. So how many guillots are currently in New Orleans? No, it, that my mom are the Oliviers, um, and there's That's thousands of Oliviers. Oliviers and um, most of the Oliviers, the Dubassin Oliviers, are all related. I, I've met people with whom I'm like an eighth cousin, you know, just because we split off, you know, maybe six or seven uh, generations ago. But not a lot of guillots, actually. I'm killing off the guillots. Are you, you're not having any kids? Not having any kids. And Is that intentional or absolutely intentional. some horrible accident? No, no more litters. You've decided you no know children for you. And my dad was an only son himself, and he wow, so and his dad end. was an only son. So we've that's the you're it. I'm killing it. Was your wife want to have any kids or anything? Um, my ex-wife. Oh, your did, ex-wife? Oh, yeah. that was a bad mistake. No, no, it's not a bad mistake. Okay. We're a very amicable <laughs> split, and she at, first of all the British she's Vancouver a, now. She's the a ex-wife. much younger woman than I. Um, but at the time, you're not a woman at all, though. So, uh, <laughs> so we're safe in that you, assumption, right? You're assuming, you're right? We were talking about wearing skirts earlier. How did we get off that subject? Uh, you don't know. If um, I'm let's get back to that. I don't. Can't remember when the show started and when we stopped drinking. But she had no interest at the time when we were together. She had no interest in children, right? So she was unlike the rest of your family then. So how long have you been separated or divorced? Um, got divorced last year. Oh well, so it's pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so are you, but are you stayed, dating? Are you dating anybody? I'm not dating anybody right now. Well, you've got to be doing that pretty soon. Yeah, I, I've dated somebody for a little while, and I've just had plenty of time on my hands. Yeah, isn't this guy? I mean, you know a lot of people, Jessica, right? Isn't I Caleb do. one of the handsomest men? So I don't mean anything against you and me, of that, course. That's but, okay. By that, Lee, but isn't Caleb one of the handsomest men in New Orleans? He is quite handsome. Yes. So is, so is Mitch, him. actually. Mitch is quite handsome too, sitting here behind. The, and piano, the, Mitch. Piano, they're all handsome. These guys, aren't He's they? He's gorgeous. It's just. Well, you look gorgeous today, Mitch Foreman, I have to say. The light bouncing off that piano, is, is, it suits you. Black, black and, and the white. water bouncing off the piano. How's that going? <laughs> well, that's another issue. So, Caleb, um, there's a lot to talk about, but let's hear a song. What, sure. are, you, what are you doing? Uh, oh, come on. Yes, here's our waitress. Thank God. Cause, come on in. What are you guys all drinking? Mitch, the same again? Lee, like you have got nothing left in that glass at all. What are you? Same. Gin tonic. Gin and tonic, very nice. Could Caleb, I get a Saint Germain good? and soda? A what? Saint Germain and soda. Mm-hmm. What is Saint Germain? Delicious. Oh, okay. Is it a? I'm good. I got my drink over here. It's an I'm elderflower a, liqueur. Wow, that's a hip sort of a sound. Elderflower. Yeah. How did you get to be cooking dinner for the chef at Gotros anyway? Um, she's dating a friend of mine who also works in film with me. Okay. Um, and. I do. Know, I bumped into her twice, and I do know just from knowing a lot of chefs over the years that their favorite food is food they don't have to cook. So you don't even have to be a right. good cook. If if a chef says, I a professional chef, it. if they didn't make it, they they're happy with mac and cheese or whatever. I'd be very intimidated though, wouldn't you? You cook anything, Lee? No. Even though you're a veggie man, that was a wrong answer. There. You want to? I don't. Uh, we can know. edit that out. And he organizes other people who cook things. Yeah, that's. I guess that's He's an administrator. Right. You're in management. Uh, right, raw food, food management. Food management. So you don't cook anything, Lee. That's I'm shocked to hear that. I thought you'd be one of these toast. You know, I've done some <laughs> toast. Toast man. You know, okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, that's it. We, we've got a lot to get. I want to find out how yeah. you got interested in this whole vegetable thing. Sure. If you don't even cook any food yourself, that's a crazy thing. But Caleb, I know you're in the film business now as well. But you were a giant rock star here in New Orleans, and not just in New Orleans, in the United States, actually. Yeah. Did Even I in Europe. Was huge, and in Europe, and in Japan. I bet. And Singapore too. Really? There you go. Southern. <laughs> all, actually, all over Asia. I actually have a British MySpace, Vancouver. I have a MySpace friend who claims that she was our biggest fan, fan in Brazil, and um, she was trying to move heaven and earth to get us to reunion in Brazil. Wow. Nice. Is, there, is there any hope of that happening? I don't think so, although I was just speaking to Billy the other day, and he says he wants to get, you know, Billy, our drummer, Billy Landry, is a doctor now, and he has a couple of kids, but he's a great drummer, and I think he's getting that itch again to play. Yeah. Okay. Where and Mark, 
Where is the rest of Dead Eye Dick? Well, Billy lives on the North Shore, and so does Mark Miller, who now goes by Mark Adam as well, because not only is he an actor who gets decent, you know, he just did a movie with Sam Shepard a couple of years ago and was in a movie last year. He works behind the scenes in film as well, and he has a country music career. He writes songs up in Nashville with people, and he put out a record himself. He is, you know, in Dead Eye Dick, he was, you know, the gorgeous bass player, stud guy, and that, that's how people saw him, but he's actually a really talented singer. So not just good looking, but actually not just good looking. Well. Not just he was also the nicest of us. By, is he? You're not far. so nice, really. Well, I'm just saying, Mark is it's the nicer most, than you. Okay, Mark yeah. is the uh-huh. most likable person, maybe you might ever meet. Did, does he teach bass by any chance? Because I, I play bass as of about six weeks ago. I don't know if Mark teaches bass or not. I would guess no, because he's an incredibly busy guy with both producing movies, acting in movies, writing in Nashville, raising a daughter with his wife Jennifer, to whom he's been married like 12 or 13 years now, who has a stationary business, and I think he helps her with her business as well. Um, he's, in a, he's a very busy guy, so I doubt it, although he'd probably be a great teacher because he's patient, very kind. And it's only got four strings. It's still true. So it can't be that hard, right? But the difference between a good yeah. bass player and a bass player is astounding. Really? Uh, there is. Uh, anybody can play bass badly. Yeah. Very few. Mark is a great bass player. Same goes for pretty much anything in life, probably, but especially singing, being a, calling yourself a singer-songwriter. Right. And uh, I think you guys are going to get a shock here when you hear what, what Caleb could do sitting here looking like a regular guy. Don't build me up too much. Around a table. Man. I don't think I have to build you up at all. <laughs> what, are you, what are you playing these days? What sort of stuff are you doing? Um, well, I, I have this uh, little group of friends with whom I play. Um, we call ourselves Pony Space, mainly because um, people were sick of putting all four of our names on a bill. Yeah, Pony Space. Yeah, so um, my so friend Craig Kaliva, who's also a singer-songwriter and an amazing guitar player to boot, and um, Elizabeth Gill, with whom I've been friends for 25 years or so now. Um, great singer. She's a songwriter as well and an amazing hand percussionist. Uh, truly astounding in I think that she way. she claps. No, just plays hand percussion amazing well. Shakers, yeah, so tambourines, You've got to be careful how you make fun of people because that's a t- he takes that pretty seriously, the hand yeah. percussion. Oh, she's amazing. And then Romy Kay, who is a transplant <laughs> from San Diego, yeah. who was sort of, I mean, she was one of the biggest like blues and jazz singers in San Diego when she lived there. And then she moved here. Uh, and it's been tough for her to break into, you know, the jazz scene in New Orleans in particular is a very hermetic little group of people. And um, it's taken her years to bust in. But I think she sings with the Brent Walsh trio besides singing with us amazing singer herself so we just all get up and play acoustic shows from time to time just for fun which is a lot more fun than playing yeah for a so living. you're not relying say. on it to make mm. a living so you can actually enjoy yourself yeah well let's talk about that in a minute let's let's hear something that i'm dying to hear you play after okay i'll play your tune okay. i'll play you i'll play you my newest song okay what is it it's called the battle of hastings it's a breakup song <laughs> at sea nary a drop to drink gliding in the mist didn't have time to think across the bow you have this Sun on my cheek. 
years of not playing. I was a huge fan back in the day, by the way. I had your album, listened to it all the time. Oh, thanks. That was, that was a great song. I noticed that the most... Uh, first of all, I noticed two things. The Battle of Hastings doesn't appear in the lyric at all, anyway, does it? But the image of the one eye, King Harold getting the arrow in his eye. Oh, my goodness. That's what it's all about. That's a bit too intellectual for me. Did you guys know that? Nope. 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 No. I was picturing some, like, some chick looking like this. <laughs> but I noticed that the, one of the most... For, the, probably the most forceful lines in the song were simply, you were wrong. Um... Yeah, so it's it's about somebody. One, the reason they were wrong is because they had one eye on the past instead of paying attention to the okay. present. Is that about something that happened, or just a very rarely are, are my songs really self-derivative? If anything, they're observational or just sort of flights of fancy. But that one has a little basis in personal experience. But I just like the. I just sometimes when I'm writing a song, either in my head or on a guitar. I'll just be sort of humming the melody and I don't have words yet and, but a word or two will come out and the one eye um, the seri- you know you can't be serious yeah. and the one eye on the past thing sort of came just while I was making it up and so can you write songs you say walking around doing other stuff like when you're working on a movie almost all the time really so you work, what do you do in the movies you're in the art department right? yeah I normally do one or two things in, in um, the movies I either am an art department coordinator which is just sort of an administrative kind of job management everybody's in management we're all coordinators yeah, yeah. but, but it, it, the good thing about the job is that very often you get to do creative things in it but you're also enabling very creative people and making sure that they can do what they need to do what strictly does that actually mean in the film what does, happens on a movie like we're shooting a scene here in this room 
Well, there's so many it, things because the first thing that's going to happen is that a location manager, um, one of the, the best location manager in town, was also at the dinner, Betty Chandler. He's like a local. She knows everybody in New Orleans. Did she like the minty peas as well? Yeah. She ate she the did. peas? She, everybody ate their everybody peas. Ate the peas. Everybody Obama. loves minty peas. Listen up. Um, but the location manager has to take people to find a location. So they come to this front room of the columns and say, we love this place. But then the production designer would have to sit there and look, okay, and talk to the director. And how are we going to change that look to make it look exactly the way you want to do it? You might be blocking out that window behind you, you know, because it doesn't fit. And, you know, all sorts of different elements. So then there's set designers who sit there and draw plans for it. And there's construction guys and, and women who sit there and build things and paint things and set decorators who go buy things to put furniture and stuff like I'm that. I'm waiting for you a bit. You got, I'm making sure they can it? all do what they do. You're, you're managing all these people. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything from the most boring tracking of their budget to finding sources for... So what is that called, that job? That's called art department coordinator. Art department coordinator. Do you have any training in that, just being a rock star? Just did it. Just the same as, as, yeah. as Jessica's job in Yelp? Yep. And, you just got, and Lee just Lee started too. eating vegetables even though uh-huh. he doesn't even cook anything. What a bizarre collection of people. Oh, <laughs> that is amazing. How do you get it? That's a responsible job that actually people are relying on you. Yeah. And you just said, yeah, I can do that. Don't worry. And they hired you. Well, what happened was I had already done, uh, had a few PA gigs. And this, another guy, another local guy, um, Michael Martin, who is sort of the preeminent prop master in town, um, he was production designing a smaller movie. And he said, I think you can step up and do this job. And I said, okay, okay wow. I'll do it. It's such a great thing that we have here now with all these films being made. Absolutely. There's an opportunity for people to actually have a career like Hu- this. Huge opportunity, but I think that there's some more that we need to do with regard to that because a lot of the post-production work actually goes away. Yep. We've got all these great tax credits that are you know, paying, like convincing movies to come film here, and we've got tons of movies that are being filmed, but the Louisiana taxpayers are paying for those jobs to be created somebody gets a job for a couple of months and then a lot of the work goes away but I think that we could fix that for sure so that's the final step of making a movie is to have it in post-production where it's edited and the music is put on it and all that sort of stuff is that that's quite a big chunk of the of it's, making a movie yeah Very it's a huge big. part yeah and I mean we've got places like Second Line Studios and we've got there are people here who are doing the post-production work it's just that we you know the companies that are filming movies don't necessarily know how much talent there is here and how would we fix that just uh, more promotion, you know. Coordinating. <laughs> but, but, th- but there are, and there are people um, efforting that as well. There's Scene Magazine, which really yeah. is like, it's become a local industry Bible, which ha- they have events constantly that are not only trying to get people together, just in a social atmosphere so that people connect in that very so, human that's, way. That's a magazine that's taken upon itself to, to, to grow the industry here. Yeah, what, and, what do and, you think this... And Jessica mentioned Second Line Studios, which is um, funded by the Brennan family. And, oh, nice. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. They're investors in it, and it's a green building. I've, the last three movies I've done have been all based in Second Line. But they have all sorts of local um, companies based there as well, post-production and sound companies and casting companies. Okay. That Just because people come and get right. office space there and they realize a bunch of their co-tenants are people they could use. So yeah. we, do we have post-production facilities here? We have a couple, and there's one out in Harahan too, the NIMS Center, which oh, is yeah. sort of, they have actually a really great uh, digital. So if someone is program. listening to this show in Los Angeles or New York or British Vancouver or wherever they mm-hmm. make movies, what would encourage them to come here? The tax credit, first and to foremost, and a, I would say, I, I agree with Jessica, that we actually have an ever-growing ty- um, talent pool. It's including huge. Including yeah. many New Orle- native New Orleanians who years ago moved to places like L.A., right. yep to work in the film industry and now realizing it's easier to come back and get a job and work as a local 
Um, and I've known, I can't tell you how many people I know who moved back here from New York and L.A. It's just extraordinary what's going on in New Orleans. I and know. How many people Absolutely. are coming here and how many people it's are... It's amazing. It really is a, it's amazing a to renaissance watch. here. And yeah. I can't emphasize how good these jobs are. You know, that, that's the main thing is that these are the rarest thing in American jobs these days, jobs with benefits and, you know, they're union yeah. jobs, so they have we're great health care and retirement and good wages. We're completely outside the whole United States in some we're way. We're New Orleanians. It's just yeah. a crazy how it really is like that I, here now. That's true. It's hard to believe unless you're living here and seeing it, but hopefully, I mean, more and more people are moving here all the time. You keep on meeting all these great people who have moved here and all these incredible jobs. You never would have thought anybody would be doing anything like this here. Absolutely. People are complaining about all these things. They never have a job and they have to wait in restaurants or wait, you know. Behind a bar. We still do some of that, but yeah, there's I nothing think that's, wrong that's with any of that. There's nothing know? wrong with that, but now it's just amazing how it's all changing. Hey, Mitch Foreman, piano, Mitch, is he? I thought yeah, Mitch Foreman. I, th- I thought maybe you'd fallen asleep or something over there at the piano. But I know that you have to. Are you? Do you still have to leave, or what's the deal? I do. I really have to leave. Where are you going? There's a job calling. They're, pay- they're paying more than we pay. We're going to miss you. I know. Do you want to play a song? I know, I'm going to miss you too, but I'll listen to the end. Yeah. Hey, do you want to play? Are you going to listen to it in the car on the way? Do you want to play something before you go? Let me play a little quick something. How about, there's a song called If I Were a Bell, and it was made famous by Miles Davis way back in the Hey, day. yes. That sounds great. Four lessons, yeah. too. Amazing. Pretty good after four lessons, right? Wow. That's awesome. Did you, do you ha- do it's amazing. That was a great, a great DVD teacher. that you must have got there with those four lessons. <laughs> Mitch, thank you so much. Mitch, Mitch well, was, has been a- in so many great bands. Though. What, are you, what have you been in, Mitch? Tell, tell Caleb a couple of those. Mitch? Uh, I've played with, I've been fortunate to play with great people. Uh, Wayne Shorter, John McLaughlin, John Schofield. Wow, John Schofield. Heavy. Jerry Mulligan, Bill Woods. Jeez. There you go. Amazing. And he's unfortunately sunk to this. 
He's sunk to doing a happy hour for its New Orleans. It's a sad situation. Mitch, get out of here. Thanks for elevating us all. Mitch, thanks. We'll see you, see you next oh, week. See you guys. Okay, we'll let nice you go. Bye, Mitch. Bye, Piano Mitch. Bye. Okay, so finally now I'm going to really get back to it, Lee. Yes. See you, Mitchie. I'm going to really get back to this, Lee, this time and Uh-oh. get onto vegetables for real. Okay, so here we are. We, we got as far as British Vancouver where somebody decided that they were going to have a, a challenge, a local eating challenge, and this was 30 years ago. This was about um, five years ago that this event took place, this reality TV show put on by the Food Network. Okay. And How did I get 30 years? Did you guys Same thing. The local, the, local for, the local board movement. The, the, local the local board movement has been going 30 years. Thank you, Caleb. Okay, so five years ago, there was a reality TV show called Let's Eat Local or something. Right. It was okay. called, um, I think it was called 100 Days, 100 Miles or something okay. like that. And um, that's what I saw that... I learned about the Eat Local Challenge and about the local food movement. Was ah, this. so you got hooked on vegetables from reality TV. Reality television connected. Lucky it was that show you saw and not some the, other horrible The, the one-time reality television had a positive impact <laughs> yeah, on really. anybody. It's amazing. So you, tell us on. about the local locavore challenge that you just did. Um, ask me specifically what... what um, did you do it, Jessica? Did you I was going to... I. I signed up for it but i was intimidated like i don't know where to find local food how do you do that a lot of people thought oh i can't go a whole 30 days just eating local food this will be too hard to do there's no way i could sign up for this and that was too bad because you didn't have to completely give up coffee or chocolate or beer or wine or whiskey you could just um keep some of those things that you had to have it's like being a delicatessen catholic or jew you just like pick a bit Exactly yeah, like so that. I'll be it's kind like, of that's local. what it's like. I'll yeah. be kind of Jewish. Or right. Catholic, it's it's better know. to be kind of Jewish than not, not Jewish, Jewish. Not at Jewish at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just stuff like that's not labeled. I know that you um, shared information like where to find local food, but still, I, where I yeah. want to know more. Where do you find it? At the at the beginning of the Eat Local Challenge, we gave everybody a local food products resource guide, which outlined everything that you could buy locally at your grocery stores or the farmers markets, and that helped you to know what to keep in your refrigerator. And then once you had all this local food in your refrigerator, it was pretty easy to maneuver the thirty days of yeah, eating locally. Yeah, I mean, you can go to the local those the local green mows green markets. Yep. And also, when you signed up for it, you got a free bag of salt. You got a free bag yes. of salt what from... What the heck was all that about? I went and signed up for it, and you gave me a free bag of salt. I'm like, what? Well, How why? big was the bag? <laughs> two, two, two pounds. Two pounds of salt in a plastic bag. It was in a, a I thought it might have been cocaine bag. at yeah. first. Are you sure it was salt? Well, that's what I was hoping. I got lucky there. I was thinking <laughs> I could sell this I'll, I'll, outside I'll on the street in Central City, right outside. It was a, that's, what is with the salt, though, really? We, we have salt in Louisiana. We, we have, do? Um, yeah. Salt mounds, yeah. Avery Island is on one of the, the humps. That's how um, salt is geologically and that was one of the interesting things about the food resources come from the geological makeup of the land and so salt is the pattern of the state and interesting, interesting i didn't know that with right. salt is a very important part of our you have to our, have salt you've got to have salt, right. have salt. Right. so that was very kind of you to, to give hook us up salt? with two pounds of salt i'm glad you enjoyed it i, d- I loved it I still got some of it, actually. About one, I, I one know. Three some people thought, they said, well, you know, is this going to be enough? I thought, well, if, <laughs> two pounds of salt is a lot yeah, of salt. If yeah. we give people any more than this, it'll kill them. They were, it was a funny <laughs> idea. So it, it seemed to really capture the public imagination here in New Orleans, though. It did. You know, yeah. it really caught well, on. Well, there's a lot of interest right now in sourcing things locally, mm. especially with all the, the um, Hurricane Katrina and then the BP oil spill. 
So, how do I, they? How and do and they I think treat? another thing that um, people were interested in it is after Katrina, um, the city was a little bit in scavenger hunt mode oh. because you couldn't get a lot of things. Mm. So I think that um, people were easily able to say, "Okay, but, scavenger hunt. Okay, I so can do that." What happened? Just this. Just just complete the sentence for me. Uh, not right. totally as a sentence, but you saw this thing on television and you thought. We could do that here. But yeah. see, there's a difference between people who do things and the rest of us like me. I watch that thing on TV, and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And then I'll you know, forget about it. Yeah, but, but you, you have a good idea that you're doing. You well, do radio. True. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you actually right. did this. You actually got everybody in New Orleans talking about it and m- making us feel bad about you not know, doing not it. Not right. doing it. <laughs> and, and everyone's talking about, well, how are we going to do it? How are we going to eat coffee? What are we going to do for chocolate? I mean, I decided that I had to have coffee, and I decided that I had to have bread. Because you can't, you couldn't eat yeah. bread because there's no flour, there's no wheat growing in Louisiana apparently. There is wheat growing in Louisiana, and no, I didn't know that at the beginning of the challenge, and a lot of other people didn't know it either. I didn't know. But it until about right halfway second. through, I met somebody who's growing wheat, and I met another person who grinds wheat. So huh. for next year, did they know each other? The they guy who grinds the wheat does do it on a very small scale, and and he said, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get inundated right now. Well, that would Orders be a funny. Wheat. <laughs> you can make rice bread and cornbread. Yeah, yeah I know that's, that's what they used to eat here. Apparently, rice bread and cornbread. Yeah, that's what. But you can't really have put peanut butter on that. Yes, you can you put can. peanut butter on cornbread. Can sure. you really? Peanut butter on pretty You're much anything. Dang straight. I think. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know. I was thinking that would make me feel sick first thing in the morning. A cup of coffee and cornbread and peanut butter. Mm-mm. Have you ever well, eaten that? So you did it completely without the bread. I mean, you took did bread it and as coffee as completely as I could. You could, but that's you know. It's quite the difficult. Effort, the effort's the important yeah. thing, though, I think. You know. well, well, and absolutely. also just knowing where your food comes from. Even if you're eating bread that's not from here, knowing where it's made. I even went and bought a chicken at that place. Farmer's Market. It was the it? worst chicken I've had in <laughs> so many years. It reminded me of being back in New Zealand when the, everything was wild and there was no chicken farms or battery chickens or anything. All these chickens tasted like horrible, like this. You, you know, mean the um, the chicken that was um, only fed from yeah, grass and, yeah. and had two acres to run around yeah. on? That chicken was the worst. Yeah, it was horrible, and yes. it was t- tasted awful because it's too. Old. We used to call it an old bird. My mother used to say that. It's the ones it's that an are, old bird. It's the ones that are plugged full of steroids and kept in the cage. Those are the ones that really taste. Apparently, bad. I've got so used to the steroids the ones and, and the antibiotics. And feet yeah, and eyes. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are only like three days old when they kill them already because they're all. <laughs> Pumped up on stuff. Right. Speaking of birds, you yeah. know we have we have uh, feral herds of, of yard birds of chickens in the city now. I've seen them before. Like herds. Herds. Is that really the right term for a bunch of chickens? I don't know. A flock. Herd? Flock. Thank yeah. you. Feral flocks. They're we do, we do. Feral. Yeah. I know. Was it, and what's so they're running around while they're feeding themselves? Yeah, words. they feed themselves. I mean, post storm, we've got a bunch of we've got yard birds. Like apparently, have their own little flocks of birds that run around. I, I saw them. It's and a gang. And if, it's yeah. a gang. And there were a bunch of baby ones. They were super cute. We tried to get closer, but they disappear under like piles of construction rubble. I'm it's surprised crazy. that people haven't, you know, like what it's like here. They'd want to kill everything. No, I mean, <laughs> if you know, people eat them. I mean, that's... They're killing them and to eat them. Yeah, I'm sure they are. People here are like crazy. They're, there's one coyote wandering around somewhere in City Park. And, Is there? And they're out with guns trying to kill it. Haven't you seen this Aww. whole thing? You guys haven't seen this? On I've the heard that we have actually. There's co- they've spotted coyotes all over the city in Lafreniere Park out in Kenner. Well, there's more than one. I thought there was like one coyote that ate a chihuahua. There's one famous coyote apparently. <laughs> the coyote, one has a publicist. The, <laughs> this coyote, a lady, a woman was w- walking her chihuahua in City Park, and the coyote <clears throat> came and snatched it and took it away. 
And it calls, I can't believe that you have to hear this. You heard this, Caleb, right? I'm not making this up. No, he's not making I, it I have not heard it. I've what, heard it. Have you guys, have you heard do you guys watch TV or anything? What do you do no. at night? You're just partying no. every night. I read. What are you reading at the moment? Um, right now I'm reading Cryptonomicon by Neil uh, Stevenson. What it's is It's the that? longest book ever. It's amazing. <laughs> Crypt, what is it called? Cryptonomicon. It's I can't even say that. What is it about? Uh, it's, it's this really interesting... I guess mashup is a good word for it. It's World War Two. It's about it's World War Two, but it's also mixed into the present day. The what he does with time is really interesting, and it's about um, codes. Wow! So it's got Cri- like mathematical type. It, it's very right. yes. There are lots, lots, lots of math in it. Can you understand it, or is it like I mean, not you personally? I mean, is it easy to understand, or or is it like one of these complicated things that most people would put down and go, you know what, this is beyond me, like. That Stephen Hawking book, whatever that thing was called. Um, it's it's an interesting story, and there's a lot of math in it, but you can skim over the math. He also wrote Snow Crash. I think that's more okay. well-known. And he also wrote The Diamond Age, which is one of the best, so you've read all best these? books I've read ever. Wow. Yeah. See, I got the impression that you'd be out every night drinking and partying and organizing people. And no, I, I do my drinking during the day. Good man. That's, <laughs> I'm a woman, I should say. That's good. How much have you had to say? What time do you have to start early with the cornbread and peanut butter and a couple of scotches? Oh, that's him. He's in charge of the cornbread and oh, peanut okay. butter. Yeah. So you don't go out every night. Because I look at this thing. This, that's what I was thinking about you before I met you. In fact, up to right this second. Is that there's so much going on that you're responsible for. There's a ton going on. But you don't have to go on. to all these things. Well, you know, the stuff, the events that you see on Yelp events that I've posted, it's stuff that I'm finding. I'm helping promote other people's events. Okay. So I, I go to as much stuff as I can. I definitely am out and about a lot if you... Um, you can see from like my Facebook and my Twitter stream that I'm all over the place. But but you're allowed to go home and put your feet up and read. Sometimes it well. is nice to yeah. It is not nice to do that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Do you go out much, Lee? You out and about? Um, not as much. The Eat Local Challenge, the 30 days of that was was pretty intense. A lot of organizing going on. I wish I had had Jessica around. To <laughs> how could you? Take off some how of could that. you guys not know each other, given that you both local, I know, local, that's local? True. That's true. I did find out about you, and I helped promote your. Challenge. I know. I knew that she was out there. Some other friends of mine said she is a person to know who can yeah. help get this thing moving. Really, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so what's the upshot of the of the local eat local challenge? Did a lot of people do it? I mean, what's what's the downshot? There's so, <laughs> yeah. so many upshots. No, I mean, what that's, I mean, I, upshot. Point. I mean, what is the who won? What are the effects? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What, are the, what was the effect of it? It made us all much more well, aware. Well, we 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 um, we estimated that there were 322 people who did it for a month, and if your grocery bill is a hundred dollars a month, then that would have been a hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. That was redirected to local foods, but since we figured most people who were doing the challenge were already local shoppers, and a lot of people might not have been so strict to invest all of their um, food locally, then maybe it was $65,000 was redirected into local farmers, shrimpers, and that's the first year. That's wonderful. So mm. next year we're going to try to get 1,000 people signed up and, and see if we can make a, a twice or triple the impact. We can do that, and I bet yeah. their food tasted better. I'm sure they felt better um, for yeah, that yeah, month. Yeah, it's, it's healthier. It's, it's um, the vegetables. fresher food Making is, the is better is for totally you. totally worth it. Yeah. And you that's learn, it. you know about where your food comes from, which we should all know about. And anyway. I'll tell you something else as well, which I, you know, I hope nobody sues me, but it's cheaper than whole food. You know, you think your food at Whole Food is the best you can get in, in New Orleans. I found that buying the stuff at the green market and so yeah. on was actually cheaper a lot than going cheaper. to Whole Foods. Yeah, like 25%. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of the Vintage Garden Kitchen? 
Nope. It's in uh, Harry Hannah, somewhere, somewhere at Metairie. It's part of uh, the Ark of New Orleans, which is a nonprofit that you're familiar with. It, um, yeah, they employ um, adults with developmental dis- disabilities, and one of, they've got all these businesses, and one of the businesses that they have is a vintage garden kitchen, and they grow all of this food in, like, their the yard at their facilities there and they make soup and it's amazing soup it's so good you can order it they'll actually deliver it they deliver it's, it's not soup. like pizza delivery but they'll deliver it once a week it comes in these like mason jars if you collect the mason jars and, and give them back you Which get a free pint of soup yeah and i mean it and it's inexpensive it's just it's really it's amazing it's delicious it's healthy it's affordable do you eat soup in the summer i think soup Cold in the soup. summer is wonderful yeah, I, is. I think even hot soup in the gazpacho. summer gazpacho yeah. But I mean, you know, in all the hottest places in the world is where you'll f- see in Vietnam, the, the Vietnamese breakfast is pho, is the beef soup. You, you know, they eat that for breakfast because it's in the morning you'll get a sweat on, it'll cool you off right away. And then you, you actually need to stay feel hydrated. And that, you'll feel better. Is that, yeah. do you really, is that true that people say that eating, you know, that spicy food makes you sweat, therefore makes you cooler? Have, you ever, I mean, have you ever been in the Middle East and North Africa? Everybody drinks hot tea constantly. That's true. Because it actually is, it cools your body down more than drinking cold things. Because your body it, has to heat up to heat up the um, the liquid. Yeah. Does it? Actually, you burn calories that way. Um, but also, the, you can sw- lose the sweating cools you down. Tea. The sweating cools you down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's true, is it? But really, spicy, <laughs> and that's the other reason. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna go. It really, on. And it, that's the reason spicy foods. You know, they make you sweat a little bit, and they, that's why the hotter the place, the spicier the food. Yeah. Okay. That's why you sweat. I mean, sweat hmm. when the moisture evaporates, it takes heat with it. Okay, Lee, you must have known all this, right? You're like a scientist. I buy right? that. I buy some of that. I buy some of that. <laughs> it's true, people. It's true. Okay. Now, Caleb's still got his guitar in his hand, so let's make him play another song. Okay. What are you, th- what are you thinking of doing? Um, I'll play another miserable song, because I love writing miserable, miserable songs. <laughs> okay. I, I really do. I mean, lyrically, usually that's my MO is... Uh, Misery. B- buoyant melodies with miserable lyric. So you write songs <laughs> about other people's misery? Yeah, or just imagined, you know, just... You imagine other people's misery? Yeah. When you have a spare moment, you just like to think because, about I mean, people's it's suffering. Hard, the, the fact is that I'm probably the happiest person and the luckiest person I've ever met, so yeah. I need to mine other people's misery, otherwise I would have lame songs. Do you I think, thought I was yeah. the luckiest person I know. Are you the happiest? Though? I didn't know you until now, though. I'm, and I'm so <laughs> much older than you. I've been luckier for longer. Wow. Mm. There you go. But you said luckiest and happiest. I'm very happy. Well, you're the happiest when you, when, person you've met. You see. Yeah, when you're God, when you realize how lucky say. you are, then you're pretty happy. That's true. I suppose so. I'm yeah. the least lucky. <laughs> you're the most unlucky person, Lee. Why? That's right. Well, you'd be a perfect. You're a perfect inspiration well, for I a just, song. Well, I just being next to these two lucky, 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 <laughs> lucky people is actually kind of lucky. It's lucky. Exactly. That's maybe some luck will rub off on you. Maybe some luck will rub off. What was off the worst thing me. ever happened to you that makes you so unlucky? Um, being next to these two lucky people. That's the worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah, well, maybe, Life is rough. it made me recognize how unlucky I really was. Because oh, they are so just sad. glowing to be so what lucky. Are you, what are you drinking there, actually? Gin and tonic. Yeah. Maybe you need to change your drink. That gin can really put you into a yeah, very depressive state. Yeah, but the tonic doesn't forget malaria, though. It does, it does stop the malaria, and the sweat helps that, of course, Wait, too. gin stops malaria? No, tonic. Oh, it's oh tonic water. does. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's it was like gin. That's why gin and tonic is the official drink of the British Empire. Yeah, I they needed to drink the tonic to stave off malaria. I thought it was the gin, all those they were drinking in Malaya there and India and everything. Quinine the, water. In the Empire. The happy hour science show. It was show. the tonic. Yeah, we're back on science again. But you can't just... Other than you, very few people drink straight tonic. So that's yeah, I've got a whole glass of straight tonic. It's a whole pint of... Are you, you hungover? Not yet. <laughs> no, but you know, the tonic is good because it feels like you're having a drink. It's the drink you have when you're not having a drink. When you're pretending to drink? Yeah, when you're pretending to drink. Try drinking a whole pint of tonic sometime. 
Okay. In fact, right now, if you'd like. <laughs> I'll order you one. It's on the house. It's on the <laughs> Collins Hotel. Lee, I know I'm so depressed and worried about Lee, but let's get on to that in a minute. No. Well, let's, let's play well, sad song. He'll listen yeah. to this imaginary person's misrational. And, and he'll yeah. feel a lot better about himself. Ah, okay. Maybe it'll work. <laughs> Yeah, back on it. 
I see why, uh, why you're so happy now. Because <laughs> you can just channel all that anger and hatred into a song and get away with it. You couldn't talk to someone like that. You could. Well, how would you get on? You'd be sort of a jerk, though. You would. Yeah, people yeah. wouldn't be sitting here looking at you going, wow, what a great guy. I wish I could do that. <laughs> would they? They'd be, no. they'd be down on you. Like, right. what, a, what a dick. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying you could. But that's, is that possibly true that you, that you channel anger and dissatisfaction I, and frustration into a song and therefore it makes you happy? I'm not a person quick to anger or frustration because, again, like I said, I am re- acutely aware of how fortunate I am. Mm-hmm. And so most problems to me seem really small. I mean, you can all, especially, all you have to do, I think, is say, wait, I'm a white male born in America, raised middle class. I'm already ahead of 99% of the people on earth. I'm inherently better than everyone else. Well, no, I'm luckier than everybody else. I'm, 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 I'm but you, kidding. But I mean, being a, aware of like being grateful. Like. Now the gin and tonic. I need to cut him off. I think he's getting depressed. Uh oh. <laughs> One more. I'm good. But I mean, I, I, in other words, I started with a ridiculous head start. So what am I yeah. going to complain about? Anything yeah. that unfortunate that happens to me, I feel like, what am I going to complain that's, about? That's your own decision to feel like that, though, because yeah. we've all started with that head start. We're all, you know, basically. In this room, anywhere within probably 15 blocks of here is... But, you know, I can also... I, my parents are magnificent people who are so supportive and wonderful to me. You live in an amazing got, city. Live in an amazing city. Got to travel Handsome as a young, as per, young person. Talented, yeah. can play the guitar, sing, and good looking. You know, you've got a lot to be thankful for. I can see that. It's Say good it. that you recognize that. But not everybody who is as fortunate as you recognizes it. That's for sure. I think they're sort of self-indulgent jerks. That has a lot to do with being happy. It's like being aware of how awesome the world is and being grateful for it. Well, I think making the decision. Yeah. It's a choice. To, yeah, I think it is too. And I think it motivates you to do good things as well. I mean, I think the reason that we have things like Yelp and the local, you know, the local food challenge, you know, local food movement and the slow mood food movement is because people who are happy want to spread that happiness. They, yep. You know, it gives you pause. It gives you the luxury of saying, well, I've got, I've got it really good. Let's try to bring that spread goodness to other people. Let's spread it around. Let's spread joy around. Let's spread so information what, around and good intentions around. So you're a person who's, who's happy who, instead of wanting to spread the happiness, that was writing these angry psalms, trying to spread bitterness. Well, no, because if you think about it, sad songs say so much. No, but... <laughs> they do. But, but okay. in truth, most people get a lot more catharsis out of those, those songs to which they can relate. Yep. You know, when people... Because people do have nasty breakups of, yeah. or bouts of loneliness and things like that. And... I think very often those songs resonate with people, and people can sit there and go. They, when they're in a, when they're bummed out, sometimes that misery loves company, and they want to listen to somebody else. But what about a song channel, that articulate that's, their, okay, that's true. But what a song that comes about a song that comes from what you're really feeling, which is like, hey, wise up, asshole, you you've got it pretty good. <laughs> He's feeling yeah. that other people are sad. It's it's yeah. empathy. Yeah, but I mean that's just what everyone's doing. Why not why not make a happy song? Because I think it's actually I've written a few happy songs, but it's actually really tough to write a happy song that doesn't sound insipid. Really? It really is. It's I think what, okay. what's wrong with insipid happy songs or happy? There's songs. There's nothing wrong, but they're just go, like Jessica. Look at Jessica. I, I'm very look. I'm optimistic. I'm a Paul McCartney guy. I'm, I've loved the Beatles my entire life, and I'm more of a Paul McCartney guy who wrote lots of those sort mm-hmm. of silly love songs, so to speak, and <laughs> and. I love those songs, but they don't come naturally to me. They, they feel false coming from me. I say you don't naturally sit down and write a happy pop song, even though you're the happiest guy. The music know. is always hop, happy and poppy yeah. very often. Right. But, um, but the lyric the, is the, better. I find the lyrics are much more... It's, sometimes they're, if they're not bitter, they're sort of smug, you know? 
That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe Lee could sit down because he's so depressed and unhappy and lonely uh-huh. and hopeless. Sure. He could sit down. <laughs> yes. Maybe exactly. you're the guy to write yes. a pop song. Right, I don't think right, he ever said he was lonely, on. Grant. I think you're starting to project. Oh, well, I was just added that because, you know, well, you're not really unlucky. 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 What well, a, I was just joking. I know. For but the record, I'm pretty sure I know why they can't dry up and blow away because it's too humid here. Nothing dries up. <laughs> Good point. That's a, that sound takes you away. Bef- we haven't got all that much time left, so I just wanted to ask you, Jessica, before we go. Well, first of all, let me ask you this. What, tell us something about NetSquared. NetSquared New Orleans is a, uh, it's a tech meetup group that I started in 2008 because I, I, I found myself in the middle of this network of amazing people who all kept saying, like, there is no tech talent, there are no jobs, there are no companies. I'm like, y'all are wrong. <laughs> it's not, actually not the case, but nobody knew each other, so I lured them into a room with free beer. Right, and we started works. out with 30 people. No, it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah, it does. Free beer is the way to do everything. If you want people to do something, tell them there will be free beer. Free beer. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's a law of the universe. If you get awesome people into a room together, awesomeness ensues. That's just what happens. And so, That's Archimedes' principle. Yes. Isn't it? Archimedes, yeah. right. Awesomeness sure. ensues. Yeah, right after the steam engine. He so was you, over right. there from Biloxi, right, Archimedes? I think right. so. <laughs> Gulfport. So you knew a whole bunch of independent yes. people. It was like Lee with the wheat grow and the wheat grinder. No, exactly. Like, And it's it's amazing how like people come out of the woodwork. Like, you know, you start talking about local food, eventually you find somebody who grows wheat, and then eventually you find somebody who grinds wheat. Like, we're all here, and exactly. we've all been here. And we're, you know, I used to say that the planets are aligning, but what I've realized is that's not the case. We're actually a black hole of talent that is growing in mass and like we're increasingly like attracting more and more talented people it's amazing it is but you were the center of all these people for some reason what was the reason I am the thing inside the Rubik's Cube somebody told me once wow You've got I didn't know there was a thing inside the Rubik's Cube, but apparently there is. I guess there there's got to be some mechanism that it turns on. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, have, I have superpowers. I'm, all, I'm a super connector. That's another thing that someone else told me. It's, it's Do you true. think you were born with that? Um, no, I actually think that I have developed that superpower over the years. Like someone, one of my um, first mentors introduced me to the idea of like connecting people and helping them. Like, you know, we have all these members and somebody needs this, so we'll connect them with someone else and that sort of... It was when I started like looking around me, and you weren't bitten by a super connector spider. Though. I might have been. I might have been. I was bitten by a spider when I was a kid. I went, yeah, that's that Brown was it. Brown recluse. Yes, maybe. That might have been it. Is there a spider in Kryptonicon? Kryptonomicon. Kryptonomicon. Um, Kryptonomicon. No. Almost there. had it. I had there have not been any spiders yet. So, so you're loving this what you're doing. I mean, you're bringing people together as your whole I thing. I love people. I love people. I love smart people. I love connecting people with opportunities and each other. What a great spirit. And instead of going to become a nun, you work for Yelp. <laughs> Actually, you know, and I mean, I, I held out for 10 years and my dream job appeared. It, it, I now have proof that there is no such thing as too good to be true. There it is. Exactly. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you're here. And thanks for everything you're doing for the city. And, uh, and we can find out more about you, of course, on Yelp by signing up at yelp.com. And also, uh, NetSquared is net2no.com. It's a meetup group. It's totally free. We meet the first Tuesday of every month from 6 to 9. The first hour is drinking and networking, hanging out with awesome people. Then 7 to 8, we have some kind of presentation. And, you know, if you've got cool stuff going on, we, you know, we support each other. We're, our mission is to share what everybody is doing. So it's a tech 
support group? It, it's sort of, it's tech, it's, it's, but I mean, they're non-techies. It's a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. And these are the people in New Orleans who see that something is missing. And instead of complaining about it, they go out and build something. It's those really, are awesome people. It's inspiring. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Very good. So 6 to 9, first Tuesday of the month at 12 Bar in Fulton. Okay. And we have a link to it on our site so people can go and find awesome. out all about that from here. Lee Stafford, cool. the Great organizer of the like Local Food Challenge otherwise known as Locavore. That's happening again next year in 2012, right? Next year in June, we're already starting to plan it out, map it out, get some structure, some sponsors, some organizations. Yelp, Yelp would love to be a sponsor. Yelp's, Yelp's, Yelp's in, be, there you gonna, go. We're we're have to, we'll get our 10% on it from its New Orleans for that thing. We introduced the two of you, right? 10% right well, now. 10%. You get 10% of our in-kind trade. Two bags of salt. Two bags of salt. <laughs> two bags of salt and, and some... some marketing okay so lee with the information about the 2012 local food challenges is a link to that on our site as well and it's neworleans.com so people can Great. go to that and find out more about that and how to get involved from the ground floor as it were yeah they can go to nolocavores.org and sign up on our email list and we'll okay. keep them on our newsletter and keep them up to date on everything that's very good happen. yeah okay and caleb Giot, thanks as well for joining us you're welcome can i that plug was, my show you can plug anything you want this is a chance because <laughs> i'm um, actually pony space is playing tomorrow night friday at carrollton station early show 9 p.m okay and we'll be out probably playing for like about an hour and a half because there's four of us and we've got a million songs nice. and um then alexis marceau who i think is just amazing yeah, she's, she's a, a member of glasgow but an amazing singer-songwriter in her own yeah. right she's been on our show as well she she's is fantastic awesome. and she, really she and her boyfriend is. sam craft will be playing and i don't know what what oh, band she's cool. bringing but no matter what it is it'll be fantastic There's but, that is another great thing sorry what is going to say when's your next show after that august 13th i think we're going to be back at carrollton station because an old friend of ours kylie michael is celebrating his uh 25th year of playing music and he's putting on a show with a bunch of his friends that he's known for ages you know, you can post your, your shows and events on Yelp events. I'm going to join as soon as I get home. I live in the Irish Channel, so I'm close by. Oh, hey, why wait till you get home? Don't you have a phone here? Yeah, Yelp is also an award-winning mobile app that puts the power of 20 million reviews in your back pocket. Wow, it does. Hard. And you know, I was going to ask you about that, actually. And we've run out of time, but I'm going to ask you anyway. I've been looking through the reviews on Yelp, just mm-hmm. you know, out of interest over the time. I've noticed that there's very, very few really negative, horrible biting reviews and most of them seem to be pretty positive and upbeat do, yeah. you, do you take out the ones that people no no not at all we don't remove reviews at all it's actually impossible to remove reviews unless like it's something that you wrote like the user themselves can remove it right but um you know people are sometimes surprised to learn that 85 percent of all the 20 million reviews on yelp are positive they're three stars or above and it's because people i mean people love to share and talk about the businesses that they love it's kind of it's almost like a public service you know it's one thing to go spend money at a local business but if you yelp about it then other people can find it it really is a great thing thank yelp. you guys so much for joining us Thanks once again our us. guests have been jessica yes, roller from new orleans community manager of yelp locavore lee stafford the organizer of the new orleans eat local challenge and pop star caleb Giot. thank you so much all of you for joining us the producers of our show are melinda hawes trish kaufman and nicole howard our executive producer is tanya castellanos our technical direction is by Mitch Cry, and our musical director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and our link to the, all the things in the real world is Cliff Brigden. The theme song that you're hearing now was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on the show and you can sit upright for approximately an hour and stay sober and probably talk English, give us a call or drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Columns Hotel 
at 3811 St. Charles Avenue in Uptown New Orleans. The Collins Hotel is a great place to come and stay if you're coming to visit us in New Orleans and a great place to come and have a drink if you're already here. Check out our other shows on itsneworleans.com. There's tons more happy hours for you to listen to and plenty of psych wards as well. You can keep up with us by liking us on our It's New Orleans page on Facebook and join us anytime. Come and join us next time live here at the Collins Hotel. Until then, for Happy Hour, I'm Grant Morris. We're also at It's New Orleans on Twitter. Thank you.